They counted the sound out, we lead the division again. At the top of the round, 17 and Jody with the hands. AR-12 with the Divas, you know that we winning again. AR-12 with the Divas, you know that we winning again. They don't want to see the squad. They just watch us beat the lines. They don't want to see us miss the number 52 and hit from the side. Hey guys, welcome back, uh, NSFW Dynasty Podcast, episode 15, holy shit. We're getting deep in this. Yes, uh, moving right along here. I'm Mitch Prestine, uh, co-host, BJ Kolb. What's up, guys? Same as usual. Old shit. <laughs> Same shit, different day. On topic today, we have our uh, NFL headlines like usual. Yep. Um, our new trade segment. And we're going to start focusing on our startup drafts. Couple yes. Question, couple questions about the startup draft. Uh, what we're going to do with Antonio Brown. Uh, how do you construct your roster with age? Old guys, young guys, you know. And when to start drafting rookies. And then finally, we'll get into a mock startup draft for all of you. Yes, this is easily the best time of year, especially when you're just starting a dynasty draft. Getting everything organized. Oh, hells yeah. <laughs> getting ready for your takeover. Oh, it's, I am so deep into dynasty right now it's ridiculous and we still have what over three months or under three months until the nfl season finally kicks off yeah there you go just enough time for us to join more leagues <laughs> right yeah before the season starts i'll end up being in like 20 of them just because i can't control my addiction, addiction. <laughs> we need to go fucking rehab dynasty right. fantasy football <laughs> rehab so up there, uh, i'm on meth I'm on heroin. Yeah, I'm addicted to dynasty football. <laughs> All right, let's get into our NFL headlines. Duke Johnson got paid. What does that mean for him in the Browns' backfield? Yeah, well, this actually just spells doom for Carlos Hyde, in my opinion. Um, when you sign your deal and then they go and draft a running back and then they sign the running back that was already there, that just doesn't spell good news for you because they're going to take the younger guy with the experience, and they obviously like Duke Johnson because they gave him a bunch of money. So They just signed him to the same deal they signed Hyde to, yeah. Yeah. So, Maybe even more. Yeah. I mean, still going forward, obviously I want uh, Chubb over over Dukey, but Duke Johnson is going to offer you great value, especially in PPR formats, because this is really telling everybody that the Browns are not sold on Chubb's pass-catching ability in that they want to keep Duke around long-term to really solidify and make sure they have a guy for pass-catching pass work. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, it makes for a murky season this year for Chubb and Hyde. They'll be splitting a lot of time. Well, Duke will get all of the work on third downs and obvious passing situations. And on top of that, Tyrod absolutely loved to check it down to Shady McCoy last year. So I'd look for a lot of the same for Duke. Yeah, and exactly, it's going to be a murky situation there, so a lot of people are going to tell you to stay away from it. Or Really, the only person I would really stay away from in this situation is Carlos Hyde because he has no defined role into the future. Where with Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson, you can see them coexisting together where all three of those aren't. So it's going to be a rough year one, but do not you have to be patient with Nick Chubb here. He's a freak of an athlete. So just be patient with him, and next year and going forward, 
Duke, I see Duke Johnson and Chubb coexisting very well in that backfield. Yeah, uh, I've actually seen this kill Chubb's value on Twitter. I've seen him go drop as far as uh, 2.04 in a super flex, which is just a fucking steal all because of one year because Hyde's there. Like, yeah, that exactly. doesn't matter. I mean, we they all knew they were going to – they wanted Duke Johnson back, so they ended up getting it done, and obviously they're going to – Hyde's going to be the odd man out because he's going to get hurt through the course of the year and Chubb's just going to take over his spot. That's how I see it planning out. So I would still take him early first round in it, but if you're that lucky bastard get, that gets him in the second round, man, good for you because you just killed your draft in the first two rounds. Yeah, say you didn't even have a first round pick and you end up picking 203 and Chubb's there. If you're not taking him, you should just quit uh, Dynasty football. Yeah, exactly. And and you're able to sell your first round pick for a player obviously, that you obviously liked. And you still get a first round talent, so that's that's how people form formulate really good teams in dynasty aspects. They take other people's mistakes and has just have to capitalize on them. Yeah. All right. Enough of that Browns backfield. Let's move on to the next thing. Julio Jones skipping mandatory tr- mini camp, isn't it? Yeah, it's mini camp. Sorry, all that's a typo. for his uh, contract. Yeah, the, he's been fighting for a new contract all off season which we could really see this coming because Julio's sitting there and he's seeing a lot lesser wide receivers getting paid more than him now. So, you know, he just wants that little bit of respect, get paid that little bit of money. And, I mean, I, I definitely would hop on the Julio train, but I hate people that miss a good portion of the offseason, off-season portion because that usually, that usually uh, spells, you know, doom for this upcoming season. They're usually injury-riddled, if not done for the whole season. And I just don't know where his value is going to be at if that happens to him this upcoming season. Yeah, uh, like you said, I can see why Julio is doing it. He's one of the top wide receivers in the league, and he's seeing Allen Robinson and Sammy Watkins making anywhere from 16 to $17, $18 million a season, which is just absurd when Julio is making less than that, and he's a 10 times better than 10 times better wide receiver and has proven it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't get why it's taking them so long because they just signed Matt Ryan to that huge deal. So you're going to have to sign your best player on the team that money if you're going to sign that quarterback for that money. So, you know, they're going to get it done. It's just a matter of fact of how long it's going to take before he actually shows up. So I'm worried about it, but it's not the death of Julio Jones by any means. Now, right now, I'd say Julio's a buy. This is the lowest his ADP's been since, what, his rookie year, second year, something like that. He's going late second, early third round in most Dynasty startups. That's a steal. Now, granted, he's about 28 years old, but that is still a deal on one of your top-tier wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, and, I, I would definitely be trying to, trying to buy Julio, too. My only worry... Is, is if this year's injury riddled, like they usually are coming off a holdout like this, what his value is going to be off after it. But if even if his value plummets like it has been, I'm fine keeping him on my team. It's not like I, I'm rushing out to sell him. So it's, he's definitely still a buy here. Yeah, I mean, he's been screwed with his touchdown totals. He should have way more than he is. He had, I think it was 19 red zone targets last season. He should definitely change that this year and get 10 touchdowns instead of the what four or six he had last year yeah i mean he was never a huge a huge touchdown catcher but those were really just like cherries on top of the ice cream (laughs) something like that because 
his yardage in especially in PPR PPR formats, his receptions are really what make him a great fantasy uh, player to have. Well, what was it? Just two years ago, he had 132 receptions. That's absolutely insane. Or 128, it was something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not worried about his touchdown. You know, I mean, his him his lack of touchdowns is concerning because obviously, as a fantasy player, you want as many touchdowns as you can get. But when you're still pointing up wide receiver one like numbers by off your receptions and your yardage alone, you're doing something right. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's uh, move on from Julio on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks, there's reports out there that Bucks running back Ronald Jones will share his workload with both Peyton Barber and Jaquiz Rogers, plus with Charles Sims coming in as the third down pass catching back. Yes. How does this affect Rojo's dynasty value? Um. Yeah. As long, even though it sounds really gross and something to stay away from, I don't view it as something as concerning as what people are making it be. Um, we all have to remember, Rojo's only a rookie. Rojo came into the league with some red flags. You know, people were worried about his vision or whatnot. So I kind of expected him to share some time with somebody. I didn't think it was going to be the whole the whole crew there. But it's. I still believe it's only a matter of time before he pe- beats out those bums around him and he has the lion's share of the workload. He's always going to share the backfield with someone. But he's going to have majority of the workload by the end of the year, I believe. Yeah, there's only a handful of backs that get every handoff or every catch out of the backfield. And he's a little slighter. I don't expect him to get that 100%. I could see him getting somewhere around 70%. And I think for now, the reason is they're just waiting for him to learn the playbook. And once they put pads on, prove that he can pass block and catch passes. Yeah, totally. Um, I like like you said, there's only a few running backs in the league that get 100, percent and that's what makes them so great. And I get that's what dynasty owners are looking for. They want that next guy to do that. But there's only like one, maybe two running backs coming out of each draft class that even has the, the potential to do that. And 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 it, and it still comes down to if they can produce that on an NFL field. So that's really risky and. I would still take Rojo with his athleticism and his game-breaking ability over someone that I believe could be a workhorse, but is still yet unproven. Yeah, I mean, if a guy like Rojo gets his 60 or 70%, but has the home run threat and is breaking these long runs or scoring touchdowns from afar a couple times a game, like that's all he's going to need. You're not going to need to put him out there for the 100%. Look at, uh, I'm not comparing him to him, but like Camaro last year. If he has that type of game-breaking ability, like he could. Yeah. I mean, guys like Camaro or even Rojo and, and like Duke Johnson, they're very easy for them to coexist in the backfield with another running back. Now, granted, this is, like you said, three running backs, so it's, it's going to suck uh, year one for sure, but he'll find a place for him to coexist. Yeah, definitely. That's what I was thinking. All right, let's move on. Uh, sources say that Melvin Gordon is in line to catch more passes this year. How does this affect his value and the values of Eckler and Jack Justin Jackson? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I just don't get it. I don't see why you go and 
get two pass catching running backs in Eckler and Justin Jackson if you're going to put more of a workload on your starter that has, let's be real, a pretty big workload in and itself. Um, I mean, I, I guess I don't see much of a bigger workload for him this year. But it is, I mean, if, if these reports are true, Melvin is just solidifying his role into the mid to high running back one category if he gets more receptions in a PPR format. Yeah, I honestly believe this is a complete smokescreen. Earlier in the offseason, they were talking about looking to draft another running back to limit Melvin's workload to keep him healthy. And now they want to use him more. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. If he gets an even bigger workload, I expect him to be hurt more. And if he doesn't, then he's probably going to be your RB1, 2, or 3. Yeah, I mean, if, if you own if you own Mel- Melvin Gordon, you love this news because he was already in the RB1 category. He, granted, he was a lesser RB1. But if this is true, he has the potential to carry your team into the playoffs, if not more. Um Unfortunately, I just don't see that happening. I do like Justin Jackson as a pass-catching back, so I think they're going to end up using him more than what they're uh, giving off right now, like you said. Honestly, if I were a Melvin owner, I'd be a little scared. I'd be afraid that he's going to get hurt with how much he's already hurt. I mean, he's but... he he was never he doesn't usually miss a lot of games. He's really just banged up. But I think, but that is a concern because he doesn't produce as what he should when he is banged up like that. So, I, like I said, you, you can take this news whatever way you want. In the long run, I think just, Justin Jackson gets his work. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, all together, if this is true, I think that just makes me want to get either Eckler or mainly Justin Jackson more than I did before. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this news is definitely going to hurt their value, so you can get them at pretty – at a pretty good discount, especially if your drafts are already done. You know, your, your rookie drafts are already done, so you may be able to get them at a pretty decent discount here. Yes. Oh, but we got some- but either either way, um, I just want to put that out there. Melvin Gordon at the end of the year is still going to be RB1 in my eyes. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be close. There's about 15 guys that people are calling RB1s this year, so there's going to be three guys who miss out could be narrowly and or it could just be that someone gets hurt yeah exactly you never know all right we're gonna move on to some big news next julian edelman little steroid user (laughs) suspended for four games what a scrub (laughs) yes uh what do do people do who are hanging on to him from last year i mean there's not much you can do with him um, he obviously used the PEDs because he's coming to the tail end of his career. He's trying to do anything he can do to get healthy, stay healthy, stay in the league with Tom Brady. And he just ended up getting caught. Owners right now, you can't sell him because he's coming off that torn ACL. So you just really have to lock down and hold on to him, wait the four-week suspension, and wait until he really breaks out in one of those first few weeks back and sell him to a wide receiver and needy contender i mean that's your best case scenario is what to do right there yeah that's uh what i have pretty much as much as you'd like to sell him right now and just open up another roster spot to possibly grab barrios Braxton barrios who could be his replacement i don't think you can find a taker for less than a 
fourth or fifth round or something like that. You're not going to get a whole lot for them. Yeah, I mean, people are going to come up and offer you trades for them, but they're going to be shit trades, and you don't want to make those in Dynasty. Get Suck every amount of value out of Julian Edelman as you can because there's so many Patriot lovers out there that someone will pay up for him. Yeah, I mean, he's already 33 or about to be 33. And coming off that torn ACL, I think his time's over, so... Maybe you just try to trade him after his four-game suspension's up and someone's like, okay, now I'll take him now that his suspension's over. Yeah. And you, you can get him, or you can get a late second for him or something from a contender. Yeah. You definitely need to get out, out from under him this year. Otherwise, you're stuck with him until he retires. I honestly think that after his four-game suspension is a good time to do that. If you can hold on to him for those four games. Yeah, I would, I would wait a couple weeks just so you can get a little bit more value if he comes out and does something right away. But definitely, right after, soon after he comes back is the time to do it. Yes. All right, let's move on to some fights going on. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, punch, the best headline. Punch, punched a dude out. At, oh, wait, Ohio has resorts? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this you know, this, this headline is, is nuts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is his second physical altercation. What do you think it is for him? Um, yeah, this is the second fight he got in this offseason. I think they're both in Ohio. Um, so he's he's turning into like the Julio Okafor of the NFL, really. Um, <laughs> going going out, yeah, just hey, knocking people Julio out. Julio Okafor, it was underage doing this, though. So at least Kareem Hunt's doing it legally. All right, he's only breaking one law then, not two. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I mean, if these, if these reports, because we we all know he did the most recent one. I personally didn't hear about the first one until the second one came out. So oh, if, I did. If that if was pretty big news. Okay, I mean, I guess I was I was kind of MIA this part part of the off season, so I may have missed it. Um, so with that being true, it's gonna take him some time this year to earn his trust back with the Chiefs organization. So I could see a sl- real slow start from this coming up, this coming uh, season, and then your Spencer Ware is gonna get in there, and and when you give him time, you really don't know what the rest of the season is gonna turn out like. Yeah, I mean I've never been a huge Cream Hunt supporter, but I still would not sell him at this point. His value has dropped at least a little bit since you know he's punched out or pushed or done something to someone two separate times this offseason but yeah. at that i would be trying to scoop up spencer Ware for cheap because it's already happened twice this offseason yeah exactly so he, there's going to be some punishment coming down it may not be in a form of suspension but i think the chiefs will you can't kind of set him down or not give him as big as a workload as they originally were because he was such a dumbass not only by punching someone out but going to a goddamn resort in ohio who the fuck does that? Fucking resort. Aren't resorts meant for relaxing? Come on. <laughs> There's no relaxing in Ohio. I guess. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our tread, trade segment. Oh, <laughs> Treads. Wow, I can't read right now. This is bad. <laughs> All right. First trade that happened. T.Y. Hilton for Corey Davis. What side you got? Yep. Well, we both made this trade in. Um, yeah, this was us. Yeah, in, in a, with a team that we really just need to get longer, uh, younger. 
and I I love this trade for us. We got the one of the top rookie picks from last year, um, and we got hell of a lot younger at wide receiver. So I I mean there we, I, there's no wrong with this trade. I believe that Corey Davis is gonna put up Hilton like numbers this upcoming year and into the future. So I think we fight out won this trade for the spot that we're in. Yeah, I'd say we definitely won this trade. This trade, uh, our wide receivers were aging, and this helps bring our age down. And on top of that, Corey Davis is one of the more promising young wide receivers out there right now. Yes, and we gave Corey Davis his fair amount of criticism, but there's no getting past that he is a good talent to have on your team. So, for the price that we paid, we didn't give up much for him. And this is also me saying this believing Andrew Luck's coming back this year. So I think T.Y.'s in for a big year this year. Yeah. I don't know if Corey Davis will quite match him this year. He may be just a little bit behind or something like that. But I do believe in the long run, Corey Davis will be a wide receiver one in the league. Yeah, Corey Davis just needs to stay healthy for a full, well, I mean, going to his second year. Um, his hamstring really brought him down last year. So I was kind of happy that people are a little bit lower on him because – He's going to stay healthy for, you know, a good portion of the year. The hamstring won't come up every year. Yeah, I mean, it easily could, but it e- just as easily could not. So well, who knows? He's on my team now, so it's not. Otherwise, I'm going to cut that bitch out. <laughs> well, that's not going to help at all. <laughs> all right, anyways, let's move on. Different league, one of your trades you made. You moved back from the 105 to the 108, and you got Nelson Aguilar for it. Yeah, so moving up, moving back four spots. On this team, I have Carson Wentz. So it kind of brought Nelson Aguilar's value up for me a little bit. I'm not big on the duos, but I do like to have them. Um, my wide receiver core, the start of it is pretty good. I like where it's at, but I didn't like where my bench was at on it. So I moved down those four spots, and I really blustered my wide receiver core by solidifying my, my bench piece. I mean, depth isn't, isn't that huge, but... I really didn't give up much for him, and I still think I can get the guy I was looking at at 1-5 at the 1-8 pick, if not guys that I value you know, just around him. So I think it's a good trade for me. I like where I put my team, and we'll see if it, if it pans out here. I don't hate this trade, but I feel like you could have gotten more from the guy that you made the trade with or at least took a different one of his wide receivers that are – around the same value like martavis bryant or something like that yeah well he i mean you you know you know i was looking at martavis bryant because we had this whole kind of three-way trade working out here the guy wasn't giving him up so i took the next best option it was between him or emmanuel sanders and i didn't really like emmanuel sanders age i like him as a player but i didn't like it like his age where i got nice nelson aguilar he's younger and i think he has a good uh rapport with Carson Wentz so I'm just gonna pull the risk card here and if it pans out I have the best wide receiver core in the league there well not anymore but because of Juan I don't know Aguilar I just don't know what to expect from him years one and two he really flubbed it and kind of sucked it and now last year he had a breakout season per se I guess it's up to this year to see if he's trending or if he's just going to go back to what he was. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a risky pick. Um, and I know people weren't trying to look that much into this year. I wasn't really either, but I think 
just to move down four spots, it was worth the risk because if he does stay on the on the path that he was on last year, he's going to be a very good fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, so, especially, I mean, he could if, say, Alshon gets hurt or Ertz gets hurt or one of them but the thing, gets hurt and he has to step up and do more, he could easily. But the thing is, is that he put up his numbers that he did last year with Elshon and Ertz on the team. So they're going to spread the ball around. They're just not going to target Elshon or Ertz. They like to spread the ball around, so he's still going to get his targets. Well, I think Ertz by far killed it, and I think they were still just bringing Elshon into it, though. That's the one place I'd be scared. I mean, yeah. Elshon was his first year there, and I now they just signed him to that long, long contract, and... I think they're just going to incorporate him more this year. Yeah, I mean, I would I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little worried about that, but just moving down those four spots is definitely worth the rest for me, so that's why I executed it. All right, let's move on to the next one. This one's kind of a little stinker one, not much to it. No. It's uh, Delaney Walker for Corey Coleman. Yeah, this trade doesn't really excite me, um, but if you can trade an aging tight end for a younger wide receiver, no matter what, the, how risky it is, I think you had the upper hand in that in that deal because Corey Col- Coleman this year could easily go to a different team before the year even starts because they brought in all those wide receiver wide receivers. Yeah, and they so that's kind of he traded. Yeah, so that that would be kind of like a rebirth for him, and you know he's a good wide receiver if he can stop breaking his goddamn hand and stay on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd say it's pretty even. The guy who got Delaney got one of the most consistent tight ends in the game over the last four years and is competing and the guy who got Corey coleman is in uh rebuild for the most part yeah and i think Corey coleman is a decent rebuild piece and i think when obviously when you're in a re- rebuild you can give up a guy like a delaney walker because he he's just not going to be around when you're going to be ready to compete so why yeah, he's why not keep him? really helpful to you honestly yeah so it was a good trade for both sides um but i do like getting the younger wide receiver piece a little bit more just because of age. Yeah. All right. Next trade, Marquise Goodwin for the 1.13, the 13th pick of the first round. What yes. you got? I mean, I, I just looking at the trade, I could see what uh, our buddy Durs was thinking here because he's in a rebuild mold. So he really has to categorize his team as, all right, these are the guys that are going to keep me around in the future and competitive in the future. And these are the guys that I can get rid of. And even though even though I do like Goodwin, I don't think he's a first-round rookie talent. I think I would take a lot of the guys in the first round over him there. And he's not the guy that you're going to be carrying out until the future to make your team competitive. So I really like this trade for him. Yeah, I mean, I do like Marquise Goodwin. But at the same time, there's a few receivers I like towards the end of the first beginning to middle of the second that I think I would take over him. Yeah. And I, I mean, don't know if it's what the reason is, but I think Goodwin is more of just a straight line runner. Yeah. I mean, totally. That's what, that's what I view him as too, is he's just your burner. You know, he's going to beat you deep every once in a while. He's going to put up some fa- good fantasy numbers, which we is going to, you know, make the trade look bad. If, especially if he takes a rookie that, I think will he'll end up you know falling to him in uh, Cortland Sutton there, and you know where he's he's not playing. But I think in the long run, I think Thurs will win out this trade because Cortland Sutton could be a 
wide receiver one this league. He has the pro. To, he's, he has the body build and everything for it, where Goodwin really doesn't. So I that's that's why I'm getting my basis for how I view this trade. All right. So quick question before we move on, what pick would you say Goodwin is worth? Uh, ooh. I mean, personally, me offering. It, it is a fourteen-team league, so it would be. Yeah. Like, set a two-two, it would be two-four. I would have to go closer to the mid-second. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Like two-seven. So you're thinking like the, or I'm thinking like the twenty-first pick. Yeah. Because you got to think. You know, you have Anthony Miller. You got James Washington, who I think will be a better wide receiver. You got a couple um, running backs there that, you know, can put up more points than them. So, yeah, it would have to be mid-second for me. All right. We're on the same page, Jim. All right. Next trade. I didn't even see this one go down, but I'm going to – oh, I looked at it wrong when I first wrote my answer for this. All right. Anyway, so it's Jarvis Landry, the 2.04 and a 19 first for 104 Chris Godwin – and the 210. Yes, this, this one's a tough one for me. Um, I think it is overpay for Jarvis um, a little bit just because you're giving up the 1.04. But, I mean, you're bringing on a PPR machine because this is a full-point PPR league. So you're bringing in a PPR machine onto your roster, and you're getting a high second-round pick and a first next year. So that that makes up for it to me. So I'm on the Jarvis Landry side. Okay, yeah, when I first read this, I thought it said Jarvis Landry and the 204 for the 19-1. Oh, okay. Godwin and the 210. So I was like, what? I'm taking the picks all day long. Yeah. Now, oh, that, yeah. I, now that I see this, I'm definitely taking Jarvis Landry. Yeah, that that's why it was tough because I wouldn't I wouldn't do one for, for Jarvis just because I like the guys on the higher end of this draft. But when you throw in those picks that you're getting – um. You know, so yeah. Yeah, it makes it difficult to. Uh... Yeah, I was stumbling over my words because I was running through it in my head again. So I just kind of stopped. I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a tough trade. So it's a fair fairly even trade. I like it for both sides. But yeah, I mean, you're you are moving down one full round this year. Yep. But you're getting a wide receiver. You can plug and play right away. And. A first next year. Yes. For, obviously, the 104. Godwin, who could be good. We're still not sure. He's a prospect player, so I would be willing to give up that prospect for a Jarvis Landry-type player, too. And then moving down, and then that guy moves down six spots in the second. Yeah, so you pretty much got Jarvis Landry for 1-4. Godwin for 19 first, which I think is a good value trade. And move down six spots in the second round. Yeah, I would have more said Godwin for the two four and then the two ten for the nineteen one. So yeah. that's what that's how it lopsides for me. Yeah. So you're basically trading the twenty nineteen first for the two ten. Yeah. Alright. Um do we have another one? Yes, one more. Okay, we have one more. Uh LaShaw McCoy for Cooper Cup and nineteen second and the two oh seven. Yeah, I mean, I think giving up an aging LaShawn McCoy, who is going to be facing eight-man fronts all year because they have nothing on that offense, uh, for yeah, for a wide receiver, yeah, for a wide wide receiver that's 
you know, could easily excel in a PPR format and two seconds. I mean, I think that's an easy one for the Cooper's Cup side. Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup's already late first, early second picks-wise, so you're basically getting three seconds for LaShawn McCoy, and I'd be fine taking two seconds if one of them was a little earlier. Yeah, exactly. It is Cooper Cup. It's pretty similar to the trade we made where we traded Shady and Stafford for Zay Jones 2-2 in a 19 seconds. So I yep. thought we won that. I thought we won that one. So this is I mean, knowing bigger win. Yeah, knowing that we could have got Cooper Cup kind of kills that trade for me because I do like Cooper Cup over Zay Jones, but either way we won the trade, he won his trade by taking the our basis and just moving it over to a different team. So it all works out. Yeah, but the funny part is after this trade happened, the guy who traded for LaShawn McCoy asked us if we wanted LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> so I so I laughed a little bit. Yeah, we'll give you two seconds for LaShawn McCoy and a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's start talking about our startup drafts and what uh, we're going to do. All right, all right, all right. So let's what go. do you do with an older guy like A.B.? Where do you draft him? Are you considering trading him this season? Yeah, um, I think the first thing that everyone needs to remember is that Antonio Brown is one of the best fantasy stars of all time. I mean, he's consistently putting up huge numbers week after week. I mean, there's there's a couple weeks where he's down there, but he's usually putting it up not just average or great numbers, like the top fantasy scorer of every week for his position. What is it for the past, like... I want to say five or six years he's been a wide, res- wide receiver five or better yeah like, overall wide receiver five yeah the g- which is just nuts the guy's an absolute beast i mean i would rank him right up right alongside uh the damian thompson as one of the best fantasy stars of all time um but again he just puts up huge numbers so there's no reason that you would be selling him or trying to trade him because with guys like that you got to try to milk out every fancy point that you can get, and he's just a forearm hold until he calls it quits. I mean, that's the where I stand on guys like that. Um, yeah, I'm. Oh, go ahead. In a in a startup in a startup draft, because of his age alone, he's going to slip a little bit because you can get your five stud um, running backs who are all you know decent age. You can get Nuke and OBJ that are just below Antonio Brown. So if I can get them right after those guys. I'm taking him and I'm popping a boner because I'm so happy. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> I mainly agree with you. AB is still an elite asset, like you said, and he can be used to build your team and make it a winner. Or if you end up drafting a bum ass team, he can be used to get you multiple young assets and a proven guy or two with it. Yeah, I mean that's the only way you can sell him is if you're in a huge rebuild. Um, but if you're even a middle of the road team, you can't get rid of him because. That guy every year is gonna get you in the playoffs. Yeah, but do you want to make it to the playoffs or do you want to win? Granted, I, I mean he has enough power himself to win you a week outright. Yeah, but you can use other pieces on your team to make your contending team, mean your middle of the road team, into contending team. You don't need to get rid of AB who can be the driving force of your team. So I, all I'm saying is I would sell. My whole team before I would sell Antonio Antonio Brown if I was a Melrose team. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. All right, let's move on then. Speaking of age, since we're talking about an older guy, 
how much should age play in making your picks in a startup? Yeah, um, age definitely plays a huge fac- factor in these startup drafts. You see guys, um, superstars like Antonio Brown fall just because of their age, just because they're getting up to age and they don't know how long how long they're going to be able to play. I think there's only two guys in the league right now that don't get affected as much by age, and that is Antonio Brown and Aaron Rodgers, just because they're so good fantasy wise. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of whole lot of other guys that at 30, right around the 30 year mark, as a running back or wide receiver, that you're still contemplating there. Yeah, um, but when it comes to age, I would much rather take the young upside stash play or you know you don't really know where you can get your one type play other than taking a middle of the road aging player i mean i'm i'm always looking for the future so if i can get a guy that all right i'm gonna keep i'm gonna pick him i'm gonna he can sit for a couple years or we're gonna see what he can do year one i'm gonna do that over taking a guy that may play three more years and give me you know why you know, running back, wide receiver, three type numbers. Yeah, or even if they still have a borderline wide receiver, one, two, but you know the cliff is coming shortly, it's better to stay away than yeah. Exactly. jump on a guy early. Exactly. I mean, the only the only reason you would take the older guy if, if you see the cliff coming is if you, uh, if you are expecting to trade him that upcoming year. But I'm I'm not really trying to plan that out when I'm in the middle of my startup draft. Yeah, exactly. That's way too hard to plan out at that time. But I'd say uh, age definitely matters. Whether you're trying to win year one or in the future, either way you want to have a core of guys either in your starting lineup or sitting on your bench waiting to be plugged into your lineup that are younger and can keep your team competitive for years. Yep, and then as they improve in the NFL, you just are stacking your team without making – you know, many moves. So, yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's just about hitting on a couple of those young guys, rookies, in your startup draft, I think is, or even the second year guys ready to break out. Exactly. That's what, that's what you got to try to do there. You're going to get the guy that's, guys that take the older guys, but if you constantly stack your bench with those type of guys, a couple of the guys, those guys will hit and you'll either, get value with them in a trade or you have a nice a piece on your bench. Guy, yeah. So. All right, let's move on to the last question before we get into the startup draft. Or startup mock draft, I should say. BJ, in a startup, when should you consider drafting rookies? Yeah, um, I mean, I know that Saquon Barkley is going to go earlier than what I'm kind of throwing out here. But if I'm drafting in a startup draft, I am leaning towards the middle of the first round just because you got to have guys like David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and like your proven studs, stud running backs like that, like the five of those. And then I would need to see Nuke, OBJ, and Antonio Brown go off the board before I would feel comfortable drafting him. So that, I mean... That's that's a good that's a good fall and I don't see Saquon Barkley making that fall because you know the hype is unreal right now, but I want to feel safe touching him unless all those guys are off the board. Yeah, I mean I agree with you, but other than Saquon, who's your mid first round pick, I don't think the next guy who's Geis should go until the 
early to mid part of the third round. Oh, and yeah. then from then on, they fall couple per round. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Then that's that's totally right. Um, because you can still get top tier talent in the second round, or even in the third round, because quarterbacks fall in these drafts all the time. So you're gonna then be asking, "Am I gonna take this young, young running back? Let's say guys, because you brought him up, or am I gonna take Aaron Rodgers?" I wouldn't do it because I wait on my quarterbacks, but people ask that question. I'm going to have to ask that question. Or you could even say, like, uh, who's going in the second right now? Is Allen Robinson going as high as the second? No. How about, like, a doubt? Nope, Dalvin Cook's a little higher than that. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Let's start our startup. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's get this shit going. All right. All right. Yeah. You want to explain it a little, BJ? Yep. So we are doing our startup draft. I will be picking at the five spot mitch will be picking at the 10 spot all right our team will we'll try to fill out our team our roster size looks looks like quarterback running back running back wide receiver wide receiver wide receiver flex tight end and 11 bench spots i believe yeah all right so i am up at 105 the guys that were taken before me were odell beckham jr Michael Thomas, Todd Gurley, and DeAndre Hopkins in that order. MT is the 102. Wow. Yeah, I did not expect that. <laughs> um, Fantasy Pros always tries to throw you for a loop. That's for sure. I mean, they, they got to get you ready for what an actual draft does. And, you know, you get a lot of picks in an actual draft that you're not actually expecting. So the best available for me right now is Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson. So I'm just going to pick out of those four guys because those are the easy picks here. And this is, you know, one of those examples where age definitely plays a factor because you have Antonio Brown, who's 29, Bell, that's 26, David Johnson, that's 26, or I could take Elliott, who is 22. So I think I'm going that route. Yon Ziki? Yep. All right, let's see who goes to me. All right. So Bell went, A.B. went, Mike Evans went, and David Johnson went. Yes. I'm really tempted to take David Johnson. Oh, wait, no, David Johnson went. Yes. Oh, well, this so, makes it clear for me. Uh, I'm going to take Saquon. This is my first ever share in anything mock draft or real draft. Yep, and this is this is the. I think you have to search for him, Beach. I, I got him. This oh, is this is the exact spot that I would be comfortable taking Saquon to, because all all those main guys are off the board. All those main main guys went off the board, so definitely comfortable taking Saquon there. All right, I'm back up again. Uh, after I took Saquon, went Leonard Fournette, Tyreek Hill, Alvin Kamara, and Kareem Hunt. Do I go another running back, or do I go over to receiver here? Yep, so your best available right now is Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, or A.J. Green. Or if I wanted running back, I could go Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, or Joe Mixon. Yes, you but could. I'm going to take Devontae Adams, homer pick. I think the guy's going to kill it this year. I'm happy with it. Yep, I can get on board with that pick. Um, he's, he's proven a lot, so definitely the right pick there. All right. So I'm up on the clock again. 
After Mitch picked Devontae Adams, they went Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Corey Davis, and Dalvin Cook. So my my best available is A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, Allen, Robinson, or Travis Kelsey. So I'm definitely not taking a tight end this high. Um, You also have Melvin, CMC, and Mixon there at running back. Yes, I do. Uh, My heart's telling me Amari Cooper, but I'm too scared about his drops to actually do that. I don't like A.J. Green's age. I think I'm going to go the running back route, and I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. Oh, really? Yes. All right. All right. I would have went Mixon there, honestly, but I I am a huge Mixon believer, and I think he's going to break out this year. I took McCaffrey because he's white. Oh, you could have got him, or you could get him, but did you just say what I think you said? I took McCaffrey because he's white. Yeah, definitely. Can't say that. <laughs> no, I took him because half, we're drafting for half point PPR, so he's a receiving down back. I like him there. All right, so I'm up again after I picked AJ AJ Green went, Melvin Gordon went, Amari Cooper went, Stephon Diggs went, Jarvis Landry went, Brandon Cooks went, Travis Kelsey went, and Adam Thielen went. So right now, I'm looking at Allen Robinson, Zach Ertz, Aaron Rodgers, T.Y. Hilton for the best available. Um, Running backs, I'm looking at your guy, Joe Mixon, Devontae Freeman, Jordan Howard, Derek Henry. Ooh, those are getting gross there. Um, Hey, right now is also uh, that territory to grab uh, one of the rookies if you wanted to, but I don't think I would do that over Mixon. No, I would... I'm kind of debating mixing over Juju, but i just not a huge Juju, Juju guy. You're going three straight running backs? I guess so. Sacking those up. Those were those are the best guys available right there. I guess you do have the flex there, too. So. All right, my turn. I was really hoping you wouldn't have taken him, so I could have nabbed him. I want to scroll down so I can look at this. Oh, yeah, I got you. Can you click the show more on the wide receivers? Oh, I know who you're... F- oh, fuck. Oh, I don't know. I know who... One of two guys. Or I want to... Uh, like, two guys. All right. You debate on it. I'll tell them who got picked. So, after I picked Joe Mixon, Allen Robinson went, T.Y. Hilton went, Jordan Howard went, and in the third round, like you said, Darius Geis went. Yeah, I thought he would have went a little higher than that, but... I could. I was thinking a fourteen teamer. Yeah, I could have took him with my pick, but you really can't pick up pass up Joe Mixon there. I know a lot of people are gonna disagree with me here. Give me Josh Gordon. Hey, I like that pick. <clears throat> I like I like that pick. That guy, he's absolutely shredded right now. <laughs> I like that pick more than what I who I thought you were gonna take. The guy that I'm taking next, if he's still there, you mean? Sammy? Sammy. Those are the two guys I was uh, looking at. And guess what? He's still there. Give me some Sammy. All right. So after you took Josh Gordon and went Doug Baldwin, Zach Ertz, too high for me for a tight end. Gronk, too high. And Alshon. So you're... I'm also going to throw this out here uh, while you're looking at guys. I think that this year, 
Sammy outscores Tyreek. Oh, all right. All yeah. right, so my best available is Carson Wentz, Hunter Henry, fuck no. Golden Tate, Demarius Thomas. God, that's fucking bad. Uh, so I may have waited a little bit too long at wide receivers here, but that's fine. Yeah, you get to choose from... Golden oh. Tate, Demarius Thomas, Marvin Jones, Devin Funches, Cooper Cup, Devontae Parker, Sterling Shepard. Or do I go Carson Wentz and <laughs> ignore my wide receivers? <laughs> Um, I'm going to go Golden Tate here. The one thing you always could do, seeing as you do have CMC and Mixon, you could draft another running back if you really wanted to, and then trade Zeke for two startable wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. If it were real, you know. Yeah. So I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Golden Tate here. Um, he gets a lot of of the well, target share there. old Golden Tate? Yeah, he gets a lot of the target share there, so... Just for my guy that I need to bring on to start right away and be reliable, that's who I'm taking. All right. All right, so after you took Golden Taint, went Jared McKinnon, Cortland Sutton, Sony Michelle, LaShawn McCoy, David Njoku, Hunter Henry, DJ Moore, and Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, fucking bum. Scrub. <laughs> We're both not fans of him <laughs> as you can tell i got a lot of people thinking i was gonna draft him in one of our drafts <laughs> just because oh, yeah. i was talking him up yeah <laughs> gross not a fan so who are you taking here beach oh i'm up again i think right yeah that would make sense i uh, gotta go another wide receiver i could take demarius thomas i could go marvin jones and just have every Detroit wide receiver, Devin Funches, Cooper Cup, Crabtree, Mike Williams. Fuck. I already know where you're going to go here. Don't even deny it. Him? Oh, I don't like no, this. No, up one. I know. I was thinking about it. I thought you were going to get cheesy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it. Here, I'm going to take Devin Funches just because they only brought in one wide receiver. It's not like he's going to be completely irrelevant there so take him try to flip him all right so after you went Funches went Deshaun Watson Carson Wentz Marvin Jones Sterling Shepard and I'm up can you bring me to the running backs please yes sir I can so you got a choice between Derrick Henry Mark Ingram Jay Ajayi Kevin Coleman Carlos Hyde Nick Chubb Kenyon Drake Lamar Miller or the Dookie Monster? Knowing Mitch, he's not going to... I'm gonna... going chubby. I'm getting a little chubby here. Going yeah. rookie running back. You would get chubby there. Yeah, you jelly too. Don't even deny it. Yeah, I know, because i got to do these goddamn wide receivers. All right. So my best available right now, after he took Chubb... No, this is my pick again, motherfucker. Oh, okay. So after... Mitch took Chubb, Des Bryant went, which I don't know why, Demarius Thomas went, Derek Henry went, and Michael Crabtree went. So Mitch is back up. Um, this is a sixth round. I'm still going to wait. Um, all right, give me 
Ooh, who do I want here? Do I go Tevin? Or do I go Rojo? I think I'm going to go Tevin. So I have one guy who's proven his worth at least. Tevin Coleman. All right. So Tevin Coleman off the board. All right. So after Tevin Coleman, Kyle Rudolph went, Russell Wilson went, Mark Ingram went, and Calvin Ridley went. My best available are Cam Newton, Devontae Parker, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. We're getting real ugly down here. Are you about to take one of those Rams receivers? Uh, you... Oh, you could get good old Will Fuller. Yep. Mikey Williams. I am. No, I'm going to go high potential here. I'm going to take Mike Williams here. All right, all right, all right. So after Mike Williams went was Will Fuller, Josh Dotson, Jameis Winston, famous Jameis Winston, Jay Ajayi, Corey Coleman, the Eek. first pick of the seventh round, Devontae Parker, O.J. Howard, and Cam Newton. Yes. So my best available is Andrew Luck, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Jamison Crowder. So I got to be smart here. You taking another receiver? Really <laughs> I got them all filled up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go Cooper Cup here. Two girlies, one cup. Exactly. So taking Cooper Cup to put on my bench. Like that. Damn, is Jamison Crowder really only 24 years old? Yeah, he's a young guy. Oh, shit. All right, Mitchell, you're back up. After I picked Cooper Cup, Christian Kirk went, Bob Woods went, James Washington went, and M Nelson Aguilar went. Give me Martavis Bryant. This is kind of early for him, but I'm doing it. No, wait, don't. Changing my mind. Give me Rojo. Oh, is that your final answer, sir? Yes, now Rojo is my final answer. And I'm going to hope Martavis falls to me on the way back. All right, Rojo oh, off wait. the board. Okay, but after Cup went, before I picked Rojo, was Christian Kirk? I already said that. Oh, you did? All yeah. right. So after Rojo. Oh, he didn't fall to me. After Rojo, Matthew Stafford went. Jimmy G went. Martavis Bryant went. And Jimmy Graham went. All right. I will go Jamison Crowder now then. I'm perfectly okay with that. Yes, I would too. It's a good pick. That's why I switched. I only like the one running back. Oh, yeah, we got all the rookie running backs. Look at that. So after James Crowder went, Carlos Hyde went, Theo Riddick went, Pierre Garçon, Garçon went, and Chris Godwin went. What so round are we in? Who are you taking, BJ? Eight. Oh, let me take a look here. Not much there for wide receivers. No one I'm going to take right now. Running backs, I got Kenyon, Drake, Lamar Miller, Duke Johnson, Alex Collins, Aaron Jones, Royce Freeman, Tariq Cohen. All right, I'm going to take the first quarterback here. And his... Gonna go by the name of Jared Goff. 
getting a little goofy. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Andrew Luck was close there. I just, I'm scared. I can't put the faith of my team in, into him. You go again. All right, after I took off, Royce Freeman went, Marcus Mariota went, uh, Deontay Foreman went, Andrew Luck went, Kenyon Drink went, Alex Collins went, Tariq Cohen went, and Larry Fitzgerald went. So. Let's see what you got. I should really go. No, I'm going to wait to go running back. I'm going to give my wide receivers here another boost. And I'm going to take a rookie here by the name of Michael Gallup. Son of a bitch. I thought for sure I was going to get my guy next. <laughs> after, so after you went... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, after I took Gallup, Anthony Miller went, Duke Johnson went, Aaron Jones went, and Marquise Lee went. And Anthony Miller was the fucking guy I wanted to. I'm not happy about this. Mitch is up. His best available are Randall Cobb, Calvin ben Benjamin, Lamar down. Miller, and Deion Lewis. This is not about you. This is about the listeners. That are obviously not the actual best available. Oh, they are. These are experts that rank these people. Keep scrolling. <laughs> Just go to the bottom. Yeah, all the way down. If you're not that far, dude, come on. Now you're just giving them dead air because I can't see. Whoa. Oh, I saw a guy, but I'm going to wait because he was too far down. Oh, is he? Yeah, he kind of is. Give me carry on Johnson. Where the fuck do you see him? Bro. Where did I just see him? Where the fuck did he go? <laughs> I literally just saw him, I swear to God. You're fucking seeing things. No. Carry on Johnson. Corrupted. I am relying on way too many rookies. This does not make me sound good. <laughs> hey, we did just talk about age. All right, Mitch, you back up. Randall Cobb, Greg Olson, Kelvin Benjamin, Jordan Reed. What position do you want to look at here? I'm contemplating going quarterback because we are in the double-digit rounds. I think it's a good time. Yes, I usually try to wait until 10. I reached on my quarterback a little bit. Ooh. Give me Derek Carr. Alright, before I do that, when you picked Kerryon Johnson, Lamar Miller went, Isaiah Corral went, CJ Anderson went, and Deion Lewis went. And then now you got Derek Carr. That was a tough choice. I should have just waited on quarterback one more round and grabbed another guy. All right, so after you picked Derek Carr, Chris Thompson went, Marlon Mack went, Greg Olson went, and Trey Burton went. My best available are Randall Cobb, Calvin Benjamin, Jordan Reed, and George Kittle. Oh, fuck. You taking the Cobber? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am looking at running backs right now, and there's not much available. Oh, there's a couple guys. 
So, I believe right now that it goes Jamal Williams, Rex Burkhead, Giovanni Bernard, Ty Montgomery, Amir Abdullah, DeMarco Murray, Samaj P. Ryan, and Naeem Hines. Abdullah Ablangata. Would you take here, Minch? Here? Yeah. Um, go down a couple more from where you stopped. Eddie Lacy, I knew it, you dirty bastard. No, number fifty-one on the on it. Kalen Blage. Yeah, I haven't been keeping track of your team though, so I' not positive. I mean, I have three running backs. Oh, so you're RB four. Yep. I got five running backs. But I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna go next. Go one of those wide receivers, honestly. I like my wide receivers. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, all right. I am all right. Yeah, you changed my mind. I'm taking smooth routes, dude. I'm not taking fucking smooth routes, dude. You fucked up. Oh, I guess you already have Golden Taints. So. Yeah, I'm t I'm drafting Robbie Anderson here. Don't know why. He's just a thug, so bring him on the squad. Thug. Uh, you know, come in your eye, dude. <laughs> That's gonna be my team name. Come in your eye. Yep. All right. All right. Oh wait. Um. After I picked. Yeah. After I picked Robbie Anderson, Kenny Stills went. Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, Goodwin went. Rex Burkhead went. Amir Abdullah went. Ty Montgomery went. Jordan Wilkins went. Kenny Galladay went. And Randall Cobb went. Told you to take those smooth routes, Kenny G. Why? He's bad. Gonna be a savage this year watching. Alright, here I'm debating between Naeem Hines or Kalen Balaj. That's a hard decision. Not gonna go with the Packer back? Yeah. I didn't see him all the way up there at number 41. Look at that high ranking running back. I'm taking Jamal Williams. The first running back on my bench. Alright, so it's my pick. After you took Jamal Williams, it went Gio, DeMarco Murray, Wayne Gallman, and D.D. Westbrook. I think right now is a good time to grab a tight end. And I will go... Jordan Reed. George Kittle. Good pick. I was thinking about him, but I want to... Get my other position situated before I look tight end. All right, after you took George Kittle, Jordan Reed went, Jordy Nelson went, Naeem Hines went, and Calvin Benjamin went. And Mitch is back up on the clock. You scroll to the wide receivers, please. Choices of Emmanuel Sanders, Chris Hogan, Moncrief, Meredith, uh, Zay Pfeiffer, Jesus Jones, Julian Edelman, John Ross. Jordan Matthews and Traquan Smith. Oh, I was going to say, I know why you stopped there. <laughs> I know. I was seriously debating it, but. Um, since my team is so young, I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders here. Have myself a vet. The proven guy that you know you can plug in? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of what I did with Golden Tape, but I just didn't wait that long. I needed a guy right away. All right. So you got Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders. Nice. 
So after Emmanuel Sanders got drafted, Tyler Eifert got drafted, Zay Jones went, Delaney Walker went, and Mike Gusecki went. So oh, I'm. How salty are you right now? I'm not. I wasn't gonna take him right there, anyways. You weren't gonna take Gusecki? No. Because I'm going to go down here. I probably should have, but not as my starter. And I'm going to grab Keel and Bellage. Okay, okay. Because Doug Martin P Piran are fucking garbage. Yeah, and there are some trash cans, that's for sure. I'm going to throw him on my bench and hope he turns out to be somebody. You're to be somebody. Shut the fuck up, dude. So after I drafted Kalen Blodge, Julian Elliman went, P. Ryan went, Dallas Goddard went, J Jack Doyle went, Dak Prescott went, John Ross went, Baker Mayfield went, and Rashard Matthews went. Oh, Dick Taker Mayfield went. So here, I got to get my tight end before I miss out on all of them. My options are Eric Ebron, no. Austin Hooper, nah. Um... ASJ, no. Cameron Braid, and I'm not saying the rest because it's Hayden Hurst. I'm going to go Cameron Braid here. You just said no. <laughs> I didn't say no. Yeah, you're like Cameron Braid, no. No, I think it's between him or Austin Hooper, and Austin Hooper has been quite the bum here. So, doing Cameron Braid to fill out my starting lineup, and I'm actually kind of happy with that for this year. Alright, so after that went Kenneth Dixon, Doug Martin, Eric Ebron, James White. I've got, what, two, four, six, seven spots left on my team. I'm going to take another quarterback. I'm going to go Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you really can't pass him up in this late in the draft here. Especially with uh, Derek Carr breaking his back last year, I'd like to have something just in case, you know? Yeah. Alright, after Captain Kirk, Mahomes went, Chris Hogan went, Tom Brady went, and Dante Moncrief went. Ooh, that looks like a good time to grab a quarterback. A couple guys went. Yes. Alright, give a little scrollage. What position are you looking at here? Um, we'll go a wide receiver, and I'm going to go Traquan Smith. You fucking bastard. I knew you wanted him. Yeah. If this were a real draft, I'd say we could talk out a trade. Yeah. We still can. I'll give you my next pick for him. And? Dan. And Dan. All right. After, after Traquan Smith went, Cam Meredith went, Corey Clement went, went Mike Gillisley went, and John Kelly went. So. John Kelly. Yep. I'm going to take uh, my quarterback here. Just so I don't miss out on another one, it's gonna be Mitch Trubisky. Trubs. Yep. No, I just like the young quarterbacks to start out. Then if they both pan out, you can sell them and make a good profit on them. I'm still taking one more anyways, so I can't even give you shit for grabbing one. And you already know who that's gonna be. If you don't. All right. You haven't been listening to me. Mitch Trubisky went. I mean, after I took Mitch Trubisky, Paul Richardson went. Dante Pettis went. Spencer Ware went. Jordan Matthews went. CJ Proceis went. Lamar Jackson went. 
cocksucker. <laughs> Mike Davis win and Austin Superior Jason Jenkins win. <laughs> I saw it. I had to pause that a little bit because I knew you were going to. Yeah, you're an asshole. All right. So, well, my best available right now is Deshaun Jackson, Austin Hooper, John Brown, or Chris Carson. Fuck. You look so good there. Ooh. I'm trying to talk myself out of taking Deshaun Jackson. I mean, you do need a wide receiver who can score some points for you at least year one. Yeah. So, so it wouldn't be a bad decision for you. I know, but I just don't like him. I'm not a huge. I was never a huge fan of Deshaun Jackson. I was back in the day when he was the deadliest fucking guy on the field. All right, I'm doing it. I'm taking Deshaun Jackson there. Like Mitch said, I need that guy that I can put in and because I have right now Mike Williams in my starting lineup. I really don't like that, so I can flip up them, and then I'll be happy. All right. Hmm. Let me look at my team because I've got one, two, three, four, five, six wide receivers. One, two, three, four, five running backs. One tight end, two quarterbacks. All right. Um, All right. To the tight ends. After Deshaun Jackson got picked, it went Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Sam Darnold, and P. Ribs. Just so y'all know. All right. So you're looking at tight ends. You have Austin Hooper, Hayden Hurst, Gerald Everett, Adam Shaheen, Mark Andrews, Johnny Smith, and Julius Thomas, to name a few. Give me Gerald Everett. I think he's going to break out in the Rams offense this year. Yes, I do like him. He was actually on my team for a little bit last year. Just didn't have room to keep him around. Only 23 years old. Let's go. All right. After Gerald Everett went, Latavius Murray went, John Brown went, Chris Ivory went, and Tyrell Williams went. So it's my pick yet again. Yes, it is. Shit. Bring me to the running backs. Ooh. Ooh. Do I p- piss you off and take your guy? Yeah, I'm gonna go Edo Smith, number 94. They are a fucking bum. Had to. <laughs> Alright, I like that pick there. We all know my views Especially on Edo. having Tevin, too, I think that works out pretty well for me. Yeah. Definitely. So after Edo Smith went, DJ Chark went, Alan Hearns went, Matt Breida went, and Bile Powell went. Bile. Get Bile of the ball. All right. So I need second tight end, or I can look down here at running backs. we got Chris Carson, Devontae Booker, a bunch of shit, and then you got more shit. And... You know you want to take Paul Perkins? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually looking at Devontae Booker because I heard that he was going to get a bunch of work, but... Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I, I'm i not all about that. So, I also don't think Booker is any good whatsoever, so... So I am going to go back to wide receivers here, and then I think I'm going to get me some Antonio Callaway. Get your guy. Yes. just a He's a high-prospect guy. I mean, just off-field issues kind of fucked him, so... Get smart, kid. Did you uh, list off the guys after I took Edo? Yeah, you did. Yeah. 
Alright, so after Calloway went Chris Carson, J.J. Nelson, Mohamed Sanu, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Booker, Josh Adams, Mark Walton, Ricky Seals-Jones. Okay. Man, he's looking. Actually, you know what? I don't need... Oh, yeah, I do. Alright, so I'm looking at tight ends here. I have Alston Hooper, Hayden Hurst, Adam Shaheen, Mark Andrews, Johnny Smith, Julius Thomas, Vance McDonald, Martellus Bennett, Charles Clay, Jared Cook. Here is my issue here. I am debating between Austin Hooper, who I don't like as much. I don't like a lot of these, but uh, Mark Mark Andrews or Jared Cook can take the Wiley vet. Or do I slip down here and take Ian Thomas, who I like a lot? Who's your first tight end? My first one is Cameron Bray. Oh, Bray. I'm leaning towards Austin Hooper just because of his age alone, but I don't like his overall I wouldn't production. Make, if that were the case, I'd probably go with one of the rookies or even Janu. I do like me some Janu. Or like you said, Ian Thomas. Yeah, I think... Or, I, Jordan Atkins, Dalton Schultz, something like that. Yeah, I'm going Ian Thomas just because there was people saying that he could fairly easily be the best tight end in that draft class. Um... And I like the fact that he kind of gets to learn from Greg Olson. So I'm going to take uh, move for my future here. I can always pick up a tight end on waiver wires. They're very easy to pick up. So get the high potential guy here. All right. After I took Ian Thomas, Keelan Cole went, Kaywon Taylor went, Austin Lacker went, and DeAndre Washington went. Mitch, best available for you, Curtis Samuel, Marshawn Lynch, TJ Yeldon, or Willie Sneed. And... Can you tell me something quick? Yeah. Did Josh Rosen get drafted? Ooh, probably don't. No, he didn't. Nope. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to take him. Good pick. How many quarterbacks do you got? That's my third. Okay, I'm just kind of remembering of all the shit that you gave me draft all my quarterbacks. Yeah, but you took six. Not all at once. They're just collected. <laughs> and now we're getting a little deeper. I've got a nice solid core of six or seven wide receivers, five or six running backs, and uh, two tight ends so far. So next, you can bring me to the tight ends. All right. Well, let's go through this. After you drafted Josh Rosen, Marshawn Lynch went, Curtis Samuel went, Corey Grant went, and Willie Sneed went. You're looking at tight ends. You have a lot of the same guys, Austin Hooper, Hayden Hurst, Adam Shaheen, Mark Andrews, Johnny Smith, etc., etc. I've got two young guys right now. So I'm going to go for a wily vet. I'm going to go with Charles Clay. Ooh, nice. He's produced pretty well the last few years at I think it may hurt him a little bit that Tyrod's not there. Tyrod was obsessed with him. But I'll your, take it. Yeah, as your third tight end, you can't really complain there. So. Yeah, especially having, like I said, the two younger guys go for a guy that's pretty consistent. Yes. So after you pick Charles Clay, Terrell Pryor went, Equinemius St. Brown went, Thomas Rawls went, and Kiki QT went. Kiki QT. Um, my best available is a bunch of shit. Um, ain't that the truth? 
So no real quarterbacks I'm looking at here with my two. That could go with another tight end. I really don't want to do that. There has to be some value here. Decker, bum. Pyramid, bum. Hey, I think I found my guy. Fuck. Oh, that's not even popping up online. Okay, now it is. It just must be behind a little bit. Don't um, tell me you're taking him. I'll murder you. Who? I'm not saying it. Let's see who you pick. No, now I gotta look even farther here. Uh, I've got one spot left to fill, and I know who it's gonna be. Or one of two guys. Unless he gets picked. Alright, so. Just because I have a not a weak wide receiver core, but it's not like top tier where I like it to be. I'm gonna take a guy that I think is getting overlooked this offseason, even though I already have Robbie Anderson on my team. I'm gonna take Quincy and Noonwa here. Oh, how'd I know you were gonna do that? Scrub. He's just getting overlooked. I love it. Just consistent. Yeah. So after Quincy and Noon, I took Quincy and Noonwa. TJ Yeldon went. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton went. Jamon Moore went. Jeremy Macklin, Macklin went. Robbie Robert Kelly went. Jeremy Hill went. Rod Smith went. And Alex Smith went. All right. So I'm back up. Let's see what I got here in this shit show. Um, there's nothing there I like for running back wise. Uh, there's, no... there's one guy you kind of like there. Kind of, but I like this guy more. Another wide receiver that I think is getting really overlooked here. You're a cocksucker. <laughs> plays, plays for uh, the home team here, uh, the Packers, and that's Geronimo Allison. Stepping in there, going to be one of the three guys that are always on the field. I'm expecting a big year from him. All right, I am up. Should be my last one, right? It should be, yes. All right, um. So after I picked Geronimo, James Conner went, Eric Decker went, Peyton Barber went, and AP went. The old guys. What are you looking I at here, Mitch? We'll take a gamble on another Packers wide receiver, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Ooh, I like that, but I don't know where to find Even him. Even though there is Justin Jackson on there, I was, I was tempted. Where is Marquez? Right there. 148. Oh. All the way down at the bottom. Yes, I do like him um, a lot. I was huge on him coming in, and now that he's on the Packers, it just makes it a little bit better. So I definitely like that pick. Well, and I also have Devontae. So I wanted one of the other guys in case he got hurt, and one of them stepped in, and I had a replacement. All right. So, I mean. Oh, shit, we got another round. Yes. So after Marquez Valdez-Scantling went, Elijah McGuire went, Lacan Treadwell went, Javarius Allen went, and Carlos Henderson went. Mitch, do you want your guy here? Yeah, I'll take Justin Jackson now. All right, if I can find him, he's right there. I like that pick too. Um, he's just going to be a contributor there, but... Well, that's my seventh running back. How often am I actually going to have to use him? Yes. Let's be real. So I'm up. 
Um, after Justin Jackson went, Chad Williams went, Albert Wilson went, Josh Wilson's Josh Reynolds went, and Amara Darbo went. Amara Darbo. So here I'm just gonna take Josh Allen just because it's a potential play and we're deep, real deep in the shit here. Real deep. That shit get deep. That's the end of it. We got an A plus <laughs> with our fucking forty players on our team. So after after it's all said and done, my team looks like Jared Goff, um, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, Golden Tate, Devin Funches, Mike Williams, Joe Mixon, Cameron Brake, Cooper Cup, Gallup, Robbie Anderson, Jamal Williams, Kalen Blodge, Mitch Trubisky. Deshaun Jackson, Antonio Callaway, Ian Thomas, Quincy Inunua, Geronimo Allison, and Josh Jackson. So for me, one big move I would make right away was I would just flip-flop Mike Williams for Deshaun Jackson just until Mike Williams proves that he can stay healthy. But overall, I like my team. Mitch, what do you think about yours? I honestly thought this draft fell almost perfectly for me. I mean, I did take a couple risks in a couple rookies, but I did the same thing last year. It worked out pretty well. And I think one, at least one of my rookies is a for sure hit. Um, what rookie is that? What does your team oh, look like? Okay, so my team is uh, Derek Carr, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Devontae Adams, Josh Gordon, Sammy Watkins, George Kittle, Tevin Coleman, Rojo, Jameson Crowder, Carrion Johnson, Emmanuel Sanders, Kirk Cousins, Traquan Smith, Gerald Everett, Ito Smith, Josh Rosen, Charles Clay, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Justin Jackson. Yes, and can you name out what's really consistent about our team? Is can you guess that? Is a youth? Oh fuck yeah, we're all we're both pretty young there. Um, the only really old guys I got is Golden Tate and Cameron Brait. But you got to have some. Team is under twenty five, other than Kirk Cousins. And Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, so I yeah I got. Oh, Josh Gordon's twenty seven. My bad. Yeah, I got Golden Tate, Cameron Brayton, Deshaun Jackson. That's about it, and that's. Oh, and Charles Charles Clay is also like thirty. Yeah, but that's how that's how you need to build your team. Yeah, obviously you're gonna take the older guys when they fall to you, and you've kind of been neglecting that position because you're taking the younger um, guys for your more uh, more important positions, like your running back and your wide receivers there. So we both kind of neglected the tight ends, and that's why I have older tight ends. Um, running backs kind of fell to me, so I neglected the running, the wide receiver position, so I took Golden Tate just to kind of be a little bridge for my young guys to catch up. So Yeah, I think I reached a little bit on Josh Gordon and Sammy, but I think it still worked out for me because I got some of those rookie running backs. Hopefully one of them can hit, and I was able to get an older guy in Emmanuel Sanders later who I think can step in and be the guy if say Sammy or Josh Gordon struggles. Yeah. So right after the draft, what I do usually after my startup drafts or rookie drafts, I really look at my team and see who I will be looking then to trade off instead of doing it in draft. I do it right after. So definitely here. I think the guys right away, I would be trying to trade off would be a golden Tate, your Cameron Brates, even Funch Funches and Deshaun Jackson, hoping I can get value out of them and still get younger yet which I like. So is there anybody that you're looking to trade? I mean, looking at my team, I actually really like it. But if I were to do anything, 
I try to package like Rojo and Carrion or Rojo and Chubb to try to just get a better running back to make my starting lineup that much that much better. Yes. Yes. I think that's about all I do with my team. For sure, for sure. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Um, coming up here in future episodes, me and Mitch and myself are gonna be going over the depth charts here. Um, we'll take you division by division. Um, each team, looking at the positions, who we like, yeah, who we don't quarterbacks, like. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Yep, going over what we like, what we don't like, and who to really watch out for when you're going into drafts or hitting the waiver wire here coming up. So Yeah, who's the sixth wide receiver on a depth chart who could emerge to be a wide receiver three in fantasy this season? Exactly. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun couple weeks here and then after that we're gonna go over our full rankings and really start diving into a lot of the real players here, which I'm excited for. So we're getting into the real shit now, thank God. Yeah, exactly. That shit lasted so long. Let's <laughs> let's dive into it. Yeah. All right. right. I think this wraps us up. All right. You know where to find us at. I'm at NSFW underscore DFF Mitch. BJ is at NSFW underscore DFF BJ. Follow our main account at NSFW underscore DFF. And find us on all sorts of places if you type in NSFW Dynasty. Dynasty Fantasy Football, maybe. Something like that. You'll find us. All right. Thank you for listening. See you. Later. Sign out, we lead the division again. At the top of the round, 17 and Jordy with the hands. AI 12, spit the D 